At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. It is a numbers game. Good Tuesday morning to you from the South Point Hotel Casino. It's Gil Alexander. Uh, Visa.com, the Visa app, however you want to take us in. We appreciate it here on the network and uh, specifically on the numbers game this morning. Uh, good show today. We have Paul Carr once again. What's this, Paul's seventh or eighth consecutive appearance on the show to talk uh, Euro Cup 2020 with us? Easy peasy. 2-0 yesterday from uh, Paul. Denmark hits and uh, Netherlands minus the goal in the half. If they were only all that easy each and every day. We'll talk to Paul at the end of the show. Talk uh, Euro Cup 2020. Group D, couple uh, concurrent games at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. We'll get into that with Paul later. Uh, Paul Sporer. Also on the show, he, of course, from Fangraphs. We'll talk baseball with him. Mark Borchard from the Base Winner Podcast. We'll also talk baseball uh, with him as well. Dan Bespris, greatest audio in the business, to talk uh, NBA with us. Clippers and Phoenix as they get back uh, into the NBA playoffs tonight. Game two. No Kawhi, no Chris Paul, which was a bit of a surprise yesterday. At least it was a surprise to me. Uh, did move the market. The six that was up there was a bit of a hedge. And uh, we'll get his reaction to that game, of course, in Atlanta and Milwaukee. We'll do the same with Drew Dinsick here momentarily from uh, NBC Sports Bet's Bet the Edge podcast. We'll talk NBA and golf with Drew here momentarily. And uh, we'll also talk NBA draft lottery, which is tonight. Um, as I say every year here on the show, my least favorite thing ever, because they don't show us how the ping pong balls fall. We just show up and there's envelopes up on a ledge. With a history of Patrick Ewing going to the Knicks in 1985 and Bill Simmons' famous, 
is that a sealed or non-sealed envelope? Did he know exactly which envelope to pick kind of thing? You hate that about the NBA draft lottery, but we'll get into um, the Warriors' chances of getting into the top four tonight. We'll break down all the math on that. Uh, it's an infinitesimal possibility that they get two picks in the top four, but we'll get into all the uh, the math on that for Dubs fans out there. Um, so that's interesting. Maybe we'll look at some NFL Coach of the Year odds, which I like as a sort of proxy for uh, betting other things in the National Football League. I think creative way to do it. Drew and I actually talked about it with Brian Flores last year with the Dolphins. We'll see if there's opportunities there to exploit. Uh, the other things on the show yesterday, Andy McNeil, 3-0 and in hockey, he crushed that Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, New York Islanders game five. Lightning ended up winning it eight to nothing in a runout. But uh, Andy had the Lightning money line in the first period. He had Steven Stamkos to score a goal at plus 190. That happened 45 seconds into the game. And he had the, uh, the total adjusted to five and a half over plus 129. Easy peasy. All three of those. Can't say the same for my baseball pick yesterday. That was one of those yesterday where I, I said the, the pick that I almost made but didn't was Cleveland. Of course, that one because I didn't play it. And then I had the Dodgers got beat by the, uh, the Padres. So no fun there. But nice job by Andy. Nice job by Paul Carr. Of course, game five back in Vegas tonight between the Knights and the Canadians. Let's go Canadians for those of us who have series prices. Uh, but we'll see what the uh, the Knights, how they approach that game tonight. Let's bring in Drew Dinsick from not only uh, NBC's uh, podcast, Bet the Edge, but also um, for, of course, his old school podcast that he does with his buddy Andy Molitor. Uh, you can find Drew at whale underscore capper. The name of that one is the Deep Dive pod- Podcast. By the way, the NBC Sports Edge podcast is called Bet the Edge, wherever podcasts are distributed. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Drew Densick. How you doing, Drew? I'm doing swell. How's everything going for you, Gail? Going very well. Still no haircut post-pandemic? What's happening? <laughs> Guilty as charged. At this point, uh, yeah, at this point, it's a gag. I'm going to see how long it can make it last. It's uh, a if gag. we get into if we get into the NFL season and I still haven't cut my uh, my hair, then uh, it's probably going to be a problem. Hey, but man. We're we're at we're at the point where I'm starting to get sideways looks from the wife and family. So I think it's uh, I think it's time. <laughs> no, it looks great. Didn't mean to didn't mean to give you a complex about it. <laughs> I want to start before we get into the NBA and your thoughts on. Uh, everything that's going on and really moving forward, what's happening here. Let's talk about the U.S. Open for a second. You had uh, what you described to me as an outstanding U.S. Open. Please uh, explain. Yeah, no, it was it was it was ideal, and I shouldn't take much credit because I barely originate any golf myself. I mostly just talk to a lot of very small, smart golf handicappers. Um, but probably like maybe January, February timeframe, uh, a lot of people were kind of talking up. Oh man, uh, you know, I, I really hope that uh, Rom he's heading into you know heading to Torrey Pines this weekend. You know, I really hope that he, he doesn't uh, blow it up because I don't want to affect his price for the U.S. Open, and so I'm paying attention to all this stuff and. And uh, I started filling some ROM tickets uh, March, April, May. So I was pretty happy that he pulled it off. Skill Alexander, Drudensic. It is a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, where we're taking us in. Uh, this gives us an opportunity, Drew, because we, we don't often get to talk about certain contests uh, and certain handicapping um, 
you know, vehicles that we use on the show. Obviously, we talk about NFL Survivor a lot on Primetime Action, which I do with my buddies Matt Brown, Danielle Alvari, and Drew, uh, excuse me, Drew, and Kelly Bidlin. Um, got my wires crossed there, pardon me. We do a couple golf things. We do a one-and-done, which is sort of the golf equivalent to Survivor, where you get to pick a golfer every week of the calendar year, then you don't get to use that golfer again, and your scoring is based on the purse that that golfer ends up with, their money haul on a week-to-week basis, Kelly beating Matt and I right now. Um, And then we do a draft, a golf draft, where the four of us, basically virtual picks, we pick five different things. could be any market in a given uh, golf tournament. It could be a top 10, top 20, a head-to-head, an outright, whatever we want, and then we tally those up on a week-to-week basis. You did something that I don't often get a chance to talk about, but it is really golf betting nirvana. It's called the Calcutta. (laughs) You care to explain to people. I mean, Calcutta's are most famous for the NCAA tournament because you have yes. sixty-eight. You know, you have sixty-eight teams, and basically, um, you know, you you accrue uh, a payout considering however far your team makes it in the tournament. And you know, if your team wins one game, you get you know one percent of the pot. If they win two games, you get two percent of the pot. Blah blah blah. The winner gets fifteen percent of the pot or whatever. And so, you know, if you if you have specific projections and you can kind of build out, okay, well, I have blank percent chance that this team makes it to the final four, that this team makes it to the final, then you can basically say, okay, well, the considering that the, the pot will get up to, uh, you know, $200 or something, uh, you know, then, you know, yes, I, you know, this team is worth uh, $5. And so uh, you go into an auction style format, everybody throws in their, you know, you know, you know, pitches in their, uh, you know, opinion via the, uh, the auction process. Um, and, you know, you bid and win your teams and, you know, then, you know, the rest is history. And it's a fun game theory because, uh, number one, you have to sort of project on the front end, well, what's this pot going to be? Um, and then number two, uh, you know, as you start to get bids for given teams, you have to kind of have a dynamic pot structure because, you know, if you think, oh, okay, I came into this expecting the pot was going to be 200 or a thousand bucks or something. The next thing you know, it's 10,000, you know, all of your prices are, are a 10 X multiplier for a given team, you know? And so kind of, you know, playing that in real time, is extremely fun and uh you know and, and then just you know fair pricing is 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 a as a fun exercise and uh you know for golf uh you know it's they, at least the way we played it the the pot structure was you know um i think it was 21 percent to the winner and then decreasing amounts down to the top uh, 12 finishers uh and then about 20 percent of the pot was divided up into some fun props like um most bogeys or hole in one if no hole in one then most eagles goals, uh, low, low score per each round, you know, so there were a number of different ways you could put together, uh, you know, your best estimate of how you price that sort of stuff. Um, and we had about eight, eight competitors. Everybody had completely different numbers. Uh, we go through the whole bidding process. It took like two hours and, uh, you know, in, in at least, you know, you think for the U S open, there's 156 golfers. Well, you know, after the world top 50, which were all individually auctioned, uh, then we did groups of five. I think there were 13 or 14 groups of five. Uh, and then basically all the rest went as one group uh, at the bo- at the at the very end. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was extremely fun. Um, I ended up uh, my biggest play in that pot was Colin Morikawa. 
So he, him finishing top four was a huge, uh, huge score for me. And, uh, and really even, you know, it was cool. It ended up being cool because if you were watching on the, uh, uh, us open app, they had basically a single cam following Colin Moore call for the entire tournament. So I got to see basically every shot he played for all four days. <laughs> you were vested. And, yes. Oh my gosh. That was so frustrating too, because Morikawa's irons and his approaches were so dialed in. He was so precise and so good. And then just the flat stick was just letting him down left and right. And it's just pulling your hair out. Cause you know, he had a couple of knock-ins on the front nine on, on Sunday that, uh, you know, that he just missed. He had a couple lip outs on the back nine that he just missed. So, you know, it just on Sunday alone, he left about four strokes on the course. Uh, and then, uh, of course started out with a plus four on, on Thursday. So it was a roller coaster of event. Very happy that uh, Morikawa in the end pulled it, uh, pulled it together and, and got me into the winter circle on that one. But, nice. um, you know, the Cal, the Calcutta, you know, the auctioning mentality for, you know, as anyone who even, you know, even fantasy players know, you know, you, you do enough drafts in your life, it starts to get boring. You flip to an auction style system and you're like, whoa, this is way more dynamic, way more fun, way more interesting. And I think Calcutta pretty much works the same way. Yeah. You get to, why haven't I done this my whole life kind of mentality <laughs> instead of a stupid, boring draft. Um, anyway, thank you for that. We won't, we won't drill down further. I just wanted to give folks a sense of that um last question about the u.s open it's sort of my question of the week that i've asked everybody that i've talked golf with because i i asked it of uh west reynolds yesterday and of matt brown last night i'll ask it of you which is specifically about dechambeau um because i think it's of all the the betting things you can glean from that tournament that might be top for me yes i mean i've done the you know i went on the can we still bet Tony? Is anybody still betting Tony Finau to win tournaments, Crusade, that kind of thing, which I think is valid as well. And I also say that about guys who have yet to win, like a Victor, Victor Hovland, it's like you don't have to be a hero to win the first time. Maybe let him win a tournament before you bet him on an outright. Those are some things. But, but the Bryson DeChambeau collapsed to me. And lots of guys, the, the, everybody folded in that back nine seemingly yesterday. You mentioned Morikawa with the putter. But it was Rory and it was DeChambeau. And everybody, uh, Ustazen had one bad shot, so he didn't really fold. But Rom was the last man standing, the only guy who didn't. The DeChambeau collapse, though, Drew, did you have to because, and I'll, again, I'll make fun of myself to, to get into this, which is last year after the U.S. Open, I was like, look, you, if you're going to bet a U.S. Open, you got to bet DeChambeau because of just the sheer brute strength of, of him getting himself out of the rough. And it worked for me last year when I made an in-tournament bet on him heading into the final round. And here through three and a half rounds of this U.S. Open, I was just, oh, I'm a genius. Look, you see, everybody's up and down, and there's DeChambeau. He's five under. By the way, I was more vested in Kepka than I was DeChambeau. But I was like, there it is. Here he's going to do it again. And then a 44 on the back nine, which included a snowman at 17, a four, uh, a, a quadruple bogey, if you will. But the question is, should bettors who consider betting him in the future, should they keep that collapse in mind as not that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's not um, an incrimination of Bryson DeChambeau for his ways. He's entitled to do whatever he wants and approach a golf tournament however he wants and be as stubborn as he wants. But for bettors specifically who are going to bet a guy like that, you have to be aware that he is okay with falling off a cliff as you know, whereas some other golfers might just be like, well, I'm just going to play for the money now. Bryson's like, nah, I'm just, I'm, I'm crashing into the wall with this. Shouldn't that be something to keep in mind? Absolutely. And I think there's a very straightforward way to approach to handle that. Uh, you know, you, you can, 
anytime you're going to handicap anything, it doesn't have to be golf even, but the golf is a perfect example because it's an individual sport. You're presumably you're coming up with some number based on like a strokes gain sort of uh, kind of methodology where you know say, okay, well, my best estimate for Rom this time is that he's going to gain uh, two and a half strokes per round on the field. That's my best guess. Uh, right. Well, that's a median prediction prediction or a mean projection. Right. Uh, there is an uncertainty around that that depends on the golfers kind of the way he plays the game. And a player like Rom has massive stability. His uncertainty is standard deviation around that mean is going to be way, way, way more narrow than a guy like DeChambeau, who has the propensity to blow up at times. And, you know, you mentioned it in this particular instance, you know, he fell off the cliff. You know, it. it as he started out on day two, it was not obvious to me that he was going to make the cut. And then, oh, oh, by the way, then you know he's basically in the lead on on Sunday. So it's a it's a roller coaster of um, of an event for a guy like DeChambeau be, just because of the way he plays the game. And yes, you're going to eventually be at the tail end of variance from time to time. At the U.S. Open last year, it just didn't happen to manifest in that tournament. But I remember there was another slam last year where he was, you know, he was. Uh, kind of on the cusp of the of the of the cut line, people, you know, huge favorite to win the tournament, and uh, he goes out and shoots like a ten uh, on the back nine on day two to take himself completely out of contention, misses the cut mm-hmm. in absolutely spectacular fashion. And in that event, I think his price to miss the cut was something like five to one. Um, and you know, it it just took the perfect storm of just a blow up hole which he has in him. And uh, and so if you're looking kind of you know in in how do you price golfers? How do you you know play these markets? You know, if, if you're playing a guy with, you know, as, as high a variance as DeChambeau, you should be doing it in a way that you're getting, uh, you know, a favorable plus money price, like to miss the cut or to, you know, just to do something absolutely spectacular on the other end. So, you know, I think that it's, it's pretty straightforward that there are some golfers that, uh, you know, that are going to give you a very consistent performance round in, round out, week in, week out. And then other guys who are going to be wildly variant, like, uh, like DeChambeau. And if you had a top 20 on him this week, boy, oh boy, was that a painful, painful loss? Uh, but that's to the point of, of what I'm trying to make here. All right, Clippers and Phoenix, Drew. Game two tonight. Phoenix wins game one. Uh, no Kawhi, no Chris Paul in that one. Uh, Plinko in terms of the, uh, the four-point spread at the end, but Phoenix gets it done in the final moments. It's game two tonight. This was a six-point spread. It was a sort of hedge, if you will, by the market as to, you know, we knew Kawhi's not going to play in it, and we and we kind of get the sense that Kawhi might not be around for this entire series. We don't know that for the fact, but it feels that way. There was some doubt as to whether Chris Paul would, would be available in Game 2 because of COVID protocol. Turns out he's not. And so immediately, by the way, when we talked about this on primetime, that's when the news came down yesterday, I grabbed the minus, uh, excuse me, the plus six as, as quickly as I could. Seeing fives pretty much consensus. Uh, there are some four and a halves now that I'm, that I'm seeing as well. How do you feel about another Kawhi-less, Paul-less game two in this series? Yeah, I got involved in this one at six as well. Um, my number, I assumed that there was going to be no Paul. Uh, my number was four and a half with no Paul. The fact that it's going to close around four and a half, I think, is completely fair. I don't know that I would get involved here at plus five. At this point, I think your broader edge is on the under. 224 is a very, very big number for uh, a team like the Clippers that has some meaningful defensive adjustments that they can bring into this contest. Um, I doubt you see Devin Booker 
Booker is comfortable in this one. The Clippers can do a nice job of switching a bigger player onto him in this game. Uh, and really, the Clippers, after, you know, they were in a bad spot in game one, really. And, the, you know, the fact that they were even tied or even, you know, they were in the game as they went into the fourth quarter was a little bit of a surprise to me. Uh, the Clippers poured a lot of energy, a lot of emotion into that uh, game five, game six against the Jazz. They have a quick turnaround to play the Suns in game one. Meanwhile, the Suns, you know, obviously after sweeping the Nuggets, had lots of time to prepare and were rested and you had some young legs and some fired up, uh, you know, fired up, you know, players in their first ever, you know, conference finals. So that was not a surprising result, but I do think that the gap between these two teams is pretty small, even in the absence of Kawhi Leonard. Uh, and uh, I would make uh, it just in general, you know, without Chris Paul involved, my neutral price in Phoenix is uh, Suns four and a half. Um, and my uh, my fair total in this one is 221. So I'm I'm mostly interested in an under 224 right now uh, as far as uh, current market pricing. Would you play the Clippers adjusted series price north of three dollars? Uh, Down a game? I think they I think they probably lose this game by two or three. It would be my kind of gut feel. Mm. Um, I don't expect them to win game two. I think you'll win game three. And at that point, um, you know, depending on Kawhi's availability, my operating assumption this moment is that Kawhi is done for the season. Um, But a ton of that is just his kind of propensity to uh, be cautious, even if it's, you know, if it's just an ACL sprain or if it's a meniscus tear or, you know, if it's something small going on with his knee, I think he'll probably err on the side of caution here, even though they are on the cusp of a title. Um, I would expect that we probably see a 2-1 uh, series heading into game four, at which point uh, I would lean Phoenix with Chris Paul back and uh, expect the Suns to get this done in five. Wow. So five games uh, priced at plus 230. Not necessarily saying that's a bet for you, but is it? Would it be? Uh, that's my most likely outcome, and I guess the market agrees that's the most yeah. likely price yeah. they're giving you there. Plus 230 is pretty... I mean, that's, that's, pretty, uh, that's pretty sharp, actually. I don't know that there's... I don't know that that's a plus EV play. I think you can just play these game by game. Uh, in general, if the uh, if the Suns win game four, you're going to get them probably close to a pick em, maybe a small dog um, in that game, and then roll that into just you know lay the points in game five. That's going to be my approach. I, I think they can. Uh, I think they can win game four and then uh, win with margin in game five. So I'm probably just going to play game by game here. Suns in game two. Excuse me, Clippers in game two. Sun. Uh, Clippers in game two, Clippers in game three, Suns in game four, Suns in game five. Man, has this worked out for Phoenix and Milwaukee just in terms of the the injuries that surrounded all of them. Yes, Phoenix had the COVID issue with Chris Paul here, but that should only last uh, a minimal amount of games. Um, Phoenix, Milwaukee, exact price again before the season started to be the two teams in the NBA final, regardless of outcome of that finals, 66 to one. And yet here we are. Wonder how many people wagered on that. It's fun to talk about in retrospect, but I wonder how many people actually placed a bet on that. I mean, it's no Barbara Krejcikova winning the French Open. No, it's pretty impressive. No, it's not. <laughs> By the way, were you were you as like throw your hands up in the air as I was about that? Like I had Krejcikova yes. going into the tournament as like the twenty third best player on clay, and and uh, I heard her. Yeah, yeah, Pavlyuchenkova was in the fifties or something. Oh yeah, neither neither was even close on my radar. And yeah. Krejcikova, I think I heard her name for the first time uh, when she won Strasbourg. 
the week before. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, known for her doubles prowess. But I love her That's attitude right. after winning the French Open. She's like, that's it. I've done it. Nothing else I do for the rest of my career matters. I can just play carefree. It doesn't matter. I've accomplished all my life goals. Uh, Drew, give us five more minutes. We'll talk Atlanta, Milwaukee. Will Drew Densick be the first person on this show this week to give Atlanta any kind of chance of overcoming the Bucks? Uh, Bucks seven-point favorites at game one. That's tomorrow night. And the Bucks, we see close to $5 consensus. We even see some $5 favorites uh, prices out there on the Bucks to win this series. Atlanta coming off the heels of their, uh, or on the heels, I should say, of their game seven win over Philly. We'll talk to Drew about that next. The numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. 
back to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. With basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today. Won't take you more than a few seconds. And then stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. That won't take you but a few minutes. And then you start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. It's that simple. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander. Drew Dinsick is with us from the Deep Dive podcast and, of course, uh, NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast as well. Uh, we get tweets at Beanie the Book. Drew, I just wanted to share a couple with you here. Victor Ornelas, bad Gil. You don't mess with Drew in the most glorious hair in sports betting. That's all this <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't mad. I was complimenting, for God's sake. Greg V, uh, hair's getting really crazy when it's causing the Zoom background to glitch. Anyway, just a couple hair tweets that wanted to point out to you. All right. Uh, <laughs> Hawks and the Bucks. It is the Hawks. You made a good call that, you know, uh, last time you were on, if, if there's any value in the futures betting board, perhaps it's on the Hawks. Now, that's not to say they'll get to the promised land, but they did get past the Sixers, who, uh, you know, I could pile on Doc Rivers and Ben Simmons some more today, but I think I'm probably uh, beating a dead horse with that. Bucks by seven in game one. It's the same spread that uh, the Sixers had in game seven against the Hawks. The difference is, Drew, that anecdotally every single person I've asked so far like, okay, so the Hawks just beat the Sixers. You give them a puncher's chance here against the Bucks. I, there's not one person who does. Uh, are you in that camp? I am actually doing some soul searching because I don't understand why this is so once lopsided in terms of opinion. Me I too. think this is rel- Me I think too. this is relatively close. I actually I would have made this price uh, about four and a half, five. I'm almost certainly going to take the points with the Hawks in game Me one. Too. Yep. Um, and yeah, ultimately, I don't see a ton of separation between these teams. I think the Hawks have better coaching. Nate McMillan is doing an absolutely unbelievable job. I guess the one thing that's kind of in the back of my head to before I kind of get out over my skis in terms of Hawks, um, you know, just, uh, you know, support in this market is I'm worried a little bit about Trey Young. His shoulder injury might be more serious than I realize. Uh, I get it. He's been taped up. He hasn't exactly been shooting especially well. Two of 11 from three in game seven when, you know, 11 shots. That was a surprise. I didn't expect him to take 11 shots from three in that contest. Um, but, uh, it, that, you know, his, his ability to kind of transform his game, make, you know, add uh, a facilitating uh, aspect, which we didn't see a ton of during the regular season has been impressive to me um, and I want to give the Hawks a ton of credit for getting past the Sixers more than I even really want to hang that around the neck of the Sixers. The Hawks fought that fought very, very hard in that series and the Hawks have kind of the exact um, makeup of a team that you want in terms of pulling off an upset against the Bucks. They can fill it up from three. They have a bunch of guys that can fill it up from three and the Bucks can t- still to this day uh, you know, give you way too many open looks from three and then just cross their fingers that, uh, you know, you're not, you're, you're going to have a, a bad shooting night. Um, that, that was what ultimately cost them against the heat last year in the playoffs. And I've seen it so many times during the regular season under the Budenholzer regime that, uh, you know, it's just, I've lost track of, of how many times. So if the Hawks have a couple of positive variants shooting nights, especially early in this series, can they get out to a series lead? Can they kind of wrestle control of this thing and, you know, start to tilt the series market in their favor? Absolutely. 
Um, and I don't know that they're going to win game one. I think I give them a little bit of a chance just because I feel like even though both of their semifinal series went seven games, that Bucks uh, Nets series felt so much heavier <laughs> just in terms of player impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the way those guys were dragging their bodies up and down the court in the fourth quarter and in overtime, uh, it was a very different, in my opinion, than what we saw from the Hawks. And, you know, the Hawks, I, I don't know that they're a ton fresher, um, but surely the the weight of getting past the Nets, the weight of playing Durant, uh, and uh, kind of the, a little bit of the sigh of relief that the Bucks kind of may be bringing into this early in the series might uh, might catch some snoozing. I mean, certainly game one between the Hawks and the Sixers, the Hawks had a positive shooting first half and that's in that game one and it was uh it was you know game over um so at the current prices uh i don't think that they're necessarily fair my ev is all on the side of the hawks um and yeah i'm with you i I don't exactly understand why this is uh so lopsided in terms of opinion yeah i there's a there's some analytics people who who i respect who who love the sixers minus seven in game seven and i was like have you watched any of this series and now there's some people I know that have Hawks futures tickets who immediately have done an about face here before this series saying, yeah, I know I got no chance now. And I just don't, I don't really, I get it. You know, Giannis is different than, than Embiid maybe, but they're not winning by defense anyway, the Hawks. You know, like you said, they need high variance shooting uh, going their way. Drew, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for being the, the lone voice out there that gives them a puncher's chance. I appreciate it. Good stuff. Best of luck, guys. Drew Dinsick, everybody, at whale underscore cappers, where you can follow him on Twitter. We'll talk about the uh, the lottery briefly. The Warriors' chances getting two picks in the top four. It's next on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Baseball season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com slash MLB and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now's the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. A few things here. One... Uh, shout out to Carl Nassib of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, uh, the first NFL player to come out as gay while playing the sport. And I just want to, you know, for those of us who watch Hard Knocks when it was with Cleveland Browns a couple years ago, which to me was the most epic Hard Knocks ever, uh, Carl was a big star on that particular season. Uh, you may remember the assistant coach, you go, Coochie Coochie Carl, who would who would name their kid Carl in today's age? What are you going to do? Say, Coochie Coochie Coo Carl as a kid. Um, so congratulations to him. And it's noteworthy just in the sense that no one's making a big deal about it at all. So I'm not going to either. It's just awesome that he made the announcement and no one cares how we've advanced. That's awesome. Uh, secondly, back to Drew Dinsick now for a second. Uh, he, f- he did not get this in, my failing, not his, uh, that his Wimbledon, he, he has a Wimbledon women's future that he loves, which is on Anjabur at 50 to 1 to win Wimbledon. He's got her at about the, his sixth choice. So the value at 50 to 1 from Drew would be on Anjabur at 50 to 1. Uh, I wanted to get that in, so I failed to ask him. My apologies. And then uh, second, because you had brought him up, Jason, uh, Jason Kahn, producer number seven here uh, during the break. Uh, tonight is the NBA draft lottery, and just wanted to point out with all of Trey Young's success, you know, a lot of us on the you know the day of the NBA draft a few years back when it was uh, Doncic and Trey Young to the Hawks and the and the Mavericks respectively, and then they made the trade. 
you know, there was a bunch of us who was like, oh, my God, the Mavericks, Luka Doncic, by all accounts, he's going to be epic. He's going to be generational. And we weren't wrong about that. But what we were kind of wrong about was the impact that Trey Young would have. What a win-win trade that ended up being. And here's Trey Young now taking his team to the, uh, to the NBA Eastern Conference Finals on the cusp, you know, with no games played in this series, I understand, but at least one series away from getting to the NBA Finals. Speaking of, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, the NBA Draft, it's the NBA Draft Lottery tonight. And so just a few words about that. One, this is actually bettable. So let's, let's flash up this, if you would. Uh, remember, a few years ago when we did Tankapalooza, that was the last year where the worst team in the NBA would get 25% of the ping pong balls. So it was this mad dash of tanking in 2018, and the Phoenix Suns ended up getting the, the worst record. They lost like their last 27 games against other non-tanking teams to get the uh, 25% uh, of the ping pong balls, and they ended up getting the number one pick with that 25%. And it was DeAndre Ayton, and there's DeAndre Ayton now uh, with the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. So the NBA tinkered their rules to try to uh, prevent tanking, and they've done a good job of doing that. The worst three teams now, doesn't matter if you're the worst, the second worst, or the third worst, you get 14% of the ping pong balls. And as this graphic shows, uh, then it goes down based on how you finish to 11.5% to OKC. You had the fourth worst record along with Cleveland at 11.5%, then Minnesota at 9%. Uh, we'll get back to Minnesota here momentarily, and then it trickles down. Golden State, with the 14th worst record, only gets 0.5% of the ping pong balls. So, again, my criticism of the NBA lottery production all these years has been, we don't get to see how the ping pong balls come out when they just show up. We already have the envelopes on the ledges, and we just have to believe them. Eh, I don't really believe you, NBA. I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, so that's how it goes. Now, Jason, you were telling me that Follow the Money did a nice little thing this morning, if we could show that graphic, about how you can actually bet these. Uh, BetMGM has these odds. Now, these are the DraftKings odds or BetMGM? Which are these? These are DraftKings odds. Okay. So let me just take a glance at this because I'm looking at it the first time. Okay. So first and fourth column, second and third. Okay. So what we're seeing here is the actual betting odds that are presented at DraftKings here in the second column and the implied probability of those odds in the third column. Um, no, pardon me. Uh, I'm getting it all twisted out. But basically what this is showing is that uh, we have fixed odds here, right? This is not like you're betting a game and your model shows you have an edge on a specific game. Those we just showed you, those are the percentage of ping pong balls that you have, period. And so with that, there is a proper price associated with it. Um, and so really, if you're betting the Pistons or the Rockets or the Magic to get the uh, first overall pick, which is what this market is about, you should be getting plus 614 as the bang for your buck, not the plus 550, uh, and so on and so forth. For the Cavaliers, you should be getting plus 770 as your odds, not the 7 to 1. So just as a note, and good job by them to bring this up, just as a note, this is not you know, the, the books have to have their edge. This is not something you ought to gravitate towards to bet. Um, again, it's not something that your model can have an edge on. The math is what the math is. So now getting to the Warriors specifically, because the real intrigue, besides who gets the number one pick, and supposedly Cade Cunningham, we talked about how Cade Cunningham was minus 1,000 in certain first overall pick in the draft markets, which I find unbelievable based on how we see, saw him perform late in the college basketball season. But nonetheless, uh, he's considered to be the de facto number one pick. 
But the Warriors, remember, have the Timberwolves pick if, if the Timberwolves don't end up with a top three pick. So the Timberwolves, who have 9%, let's go back to that other graphic, 9% of the ping pong balls in this NBA draft lottery tonight, um, the Timberwolves now have a 27.4% chance. Let me get that math correct. Yes, the Timberwolves have, no, 27.6, pardon me. Timberwolves have a 27.6% chance of getting one of the top three picks in the draft. If they do not get that, what that means is the Warriors, therefore, remember this is part, this is the result of the D'Angelo Russell, uh, Andrew Wiggins trade, that the Warriors ended up with this boon here. So the Warriors essentially then have a 72.4% chance of having the Timberwolves pick conveyed to them at either four through, um, you know, four and beyond. Now, the chances of them getting the actual fourth pick is right around 10%, talking about the Warriors. They are most likely, if the, the most likely math is that the Timberwolves, if you just do it with probabilities, the Warriors would end up with the Timberwolves pick at about seven or eight. By the way, the Warriors pick themselves much, so, so very likely to just be the 14th pick in the draft. Um, so most likely scenarios, the Warriors end up with the 14th and the T-Wolves pick at about seven or eight. Um, 10% chance of the Warriors getting the T-Wolves pick at the fourth pick in the draft. But again, if the T-Wolves get one, two, or three, they keep it, but only a 27.6% chance of that happening. It is an infinitesimal chance that the Warriors uh, get the T-Wolves pick at number four. Remember, that's 10% on its own. And that the Warriors, 14th, they were the 14th worst record in the NBA, that they, that, that pick with the 0.5% of the ping pong balls ends up getting to one, two, or three. But... It's a possibility, albeit small, something to watch tonight, the intrigue of that tonight in the NBA Draft Lottery. We'll come back. We'll talk baseball with Mark Borchard next right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $100 if you place a $1 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer, regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code VSID100 when you place your first bet. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in the state of Nevada. Uh, by the way, shout out, uh, Jason tells me, to JVT, specifically Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, for putting together those uh, lottery graphics there beforehand. So shout out to JVT for going through the math on those. Uh, let's talk some baseball. Base winner, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow him on Base Winner or at Base Winner on Twitter. It's also called the Base Winner Podcast. His name is Mark Borchard from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert. How you doing, Mark? Gil, I'm doing good. Did you check your spin rates this morning? <laughs> I, you know, I did not. But um, Adam Burke was kind enough at Skating Tripods, who we've had as a guest on this show and also on uh, Primetime Action last night. He was kind enough to sort of uh, DM me some stuff. What, what have you, uh, what have you been gleaning from all of this? Well, it's your handicapping process has come down to the. You almost have to check the spin rate change over the last month to like be fully confident with the play. So yeah, I mean, I think you have to look at it and, and uh, I, I don't know. I think if you're a Yankees fan, you, you gotta be pretty concerned about Garrett Cole. His, his uh, RPMs have gone down 200 uh, on his fastball. Now, now the, I think the silver lining for Yankees fans is the guy has like, a 35%, you know, K rate to start off with. So if his, if his K rate drops to, you know, 5%, which it will, uh, if he's losing those RPMs, it's still going to be around 28, 29%. So that's good. But yeah, I mean, you've, you, you've gotten to the point as a handicapper where you have to check that uh, at least in the, in the next, you know, couple weeks and until things kind of stabilize. Any other suspects uh, besides Cole from your initial looks into this? Well, I mean, Bauer, we played against him. It didn't quite work out for us, but I don't think that his 
I don't think that his numbers are very good. I think that for me, Bauer playing against him without the the RPM, the spin rate stuff would be a, a decent idea. But then now putting in the spin rate, then then you have even even more. So for for me, it's kind of like I, I really love Garrett Cole, but I got to be cautious with him. So I'm not going to play him. And then with Bauer, I'm just going to going to play against him. I think Gil. Did you uh, were you on the Diamondbacks yesterday? They break their 17 game losing streak with a win, beat the uh, Brewers five to one. Were you on them yesterday? They were back home. You know what I had as I had the over two and a half uh, in the first five innings. I was just because uh, Brett Anderson's at like a one percenter on that three metric chart, and so they they got to him and I think they've sent seven guys to the plate. But the problem was is they they had scored two runs and then he got hurt. They pulled him and then they they went to their bullpen. So I was like, can't you just keep this guy in for another another couple of innings? But it worked out for me. They they scored five runs, uh, you know, in the first five and and I hit it hit it that way. There you go. Uh, I made the mistake of not playing the Tribe. I was on a numbers game yesterday. I was like, oh, the one I'm not going to play, but I really want to, is Cleveland. And then the one I ended up playing was the Dodgers. And I couldn't have been, that couldn't be more frustrating as the, the Tribe wins by four, four to nothing over the Cubs. And the Dodgers get smoked from the very beginning. They lose six to two, but four runs from the Padres in the very first frame yesterday. What else did you have yesterday? I had, you know what, I was on the Cubs yesterday, Gil, Ooh. and and so so that went that went south for me. That was pretty much the only one, you know. I looked at that Dodger game, and I I thought that that Dodger play was the way to go there with with Urias. It was like a 99 percentile uh, until last night. He just had a, he had an awful start. It was like in the 20th percentile last night, and it just kind of kind of came out for, of left field for him. But that's sometimes what you get when you, you know, you you don't get a, the guy's not going to be 90 percent every time. So you just you just kind of played you know there was some variance that, that that start played into Jacob deGrom yesterday 70 pitches uh he went five innings was wonderful again just gave up one hit uh zero earned runs his ERA drops to 0.50 which is just a cartoon number at this point again more RBI than he has earned runs given up um do you bet award markets at all Mark do you delve into MVP markets and that sort of thing Oh no, that would be way too much for me to to consider. I'm I'm having you know day to day stuff is is difficult enough, but that, no, I, I think it's really hard to to calculate a lot of those numbers. So okay, I'm going to ask of you though, even though you don't, you're not betting it. I'm going to ask of you what I've asked of others, which is, um, and this has been my thing for the last few weeks now. One in the American League, if Vladimir Guerrero Jr. gets the triple crown, right? But Shohei Otani keeps doing what he's doing. Could we have our first triple crown winner that doesn't win MVP? Like, in other words, you know, we've been on a numbers game. We've talked about this for weeks now where Guerrero is, he's number one in all three categories, right? But Otani's right there with him in homers, is not far behind in RBI. Um, And again, from 1967 all the way to 2012, we talked about this mythical triple crown. Carl Yastrzemski did it in 67. Went 45 years before anybody else did it. Miguel Cabrera finally did it in 2012. And so I remember my argument at the time was, because it was the Trout-Cabrera debate, I was like, look, you can't talk about something for 45 years, and then when it happens, just go with some newfangled metrics as much as I love them and not give it to Cabrera. And they did give it to Cabrera in 2012. But here we are now nine years later, and Vlad Guerrero Jr., I'm not saying he's going to do it, but if he does, as historical as that would be, what Otani is doing is it's like just, it's, it's Ruthian, right? So, I mean, could we have that scenario? 
Yeah, I think you give it to Otani there. I, I just the, the pitching and I mean that's just a whole different skill set. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, remember you just can't. Yeah, I mean, you can't even make it up. Almost, you there, can't. There were times. So before the last couple seasons, I also talked about hey, the case for Otani for MVP. This is before he ever put up you know any stat at all, saying. Well, you know, if he hits 20 homers, and that was my that was my hypothetical, right? I was like, okay, if he has like a 3.4 ERA, let's say, and you know, has a has a decent pitching record, but then he puts up 20 homers and 75 RBI, like could some combination of that get him the MVP? 20 homers and 75 RBI, like he's got 23 already, and he, he I mean, you know, like he could lead the league in homers in the end. He's the first person to raise his hand to be in the Derby. I, by the way, that concerns me a bit. But anyway, here's uh, here's Vlad and, and Shohei Otani. Here are some of their numbers. But it's plus 110 on Vlad. It's plus 130 on Shohei. I'm with you. I I, I grabbed the last four to one on Otani. It's not nearly as good as other people have. But this was like a month ago where I was like, I'm grabbing it. No more. I think I I think he's the guy, right? Regardless if there's a triple crown or not, he he has to be. I mean, he, you know, the the skill sets are so distinctly different. I mean, wh- when's the last time you've seen this? Uh, I, maybe you go back to the 20s, Babe Ruth. I mean, that's right. how that's how you can't make it up. And I I just don't I don't I don't think it's a it's a thought. Uh, the only thing I can think of is maybe if he's just awful pitching, but he's been, you know, he's got a high ceiling with his, uh, his strikeout rate is good. He's got great stuff. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I bring I, it. I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. Think, go ahead. I think it's a no brainer. I think it's a no brainer. I think yeah. you go, I think you go with Tony. But I mean, think about that. The fact that it would be a no brainer, like a dude could win a triple crown and it would be a no brainer that he doesn't win MVP. Again, we've been talking about it on the show for, for like three weeks now about this. The other, the reason I bring it up and it was triggered is because Jacob DeGrom you know, the other hypothetical I ask, and again, you're not a guy who bets these, but I've never gotten your opinion on it, is if Tatis Jr. hits 50 homers, I'm just making up a number, right? 50 homers and 125 RBI. If Acuna does the same thing, but if Jacob DeGrom still keeps going down and down, and let's say he ends up with like, you know, because the math at some point craters out, right? So let's say he ends up with like a 0.37 ERA, where he still has more RBI than he has earned runs given up. I don't care how many homers and RBI those guys have. You have to give it to, to Grom, too, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at his – forget about the ERA, because the ERA, you can say, well, he's gotten timing and luck, but right. his expected ERA, his expected ERA is a 1.2. So that was like – like he's suppressing runs like 75% better than league average. Like he's a base winner. He should be a base winner 25 based on that. I have him in my model at a 42. It's crazy. It's just – I mean – just, just unbelievable numbers, and 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 his the way he can locate his velocity is is incredible to me. He just hits his spots at 100 miles an hour like it's nothing, Gil. So it's amazing we could have two pitchers as MVPs and nobody would would bat an eye. Nobody would bat an eye. Uh, we have two minutes here, uh, Mark. How about a couple picks on today's full slate of baseball? What do you got? Okay, we're going to start with a day ball game, and I'm going to go with the uh, Twins over the Reds. I like Ober. Uh, he's an 88 percentile on that three metric. And uh, Miley, I have it 45 percentile. I've got this game priced at Minnesota minus 144. And then I'm also going to go with the Angels over the Giants, Gil. Oh. And uh, I, I've got the game priced at minus 137. I'm showing it at like minus 120 right now. So a little bit of value there based on, on the crunch model. Uh, Haney is an 89 percentile on the three metric. 
Descafani only 43 percentile. And I did check these guys' spin rates, and, and there's nothing uh, that's going to be egregiously different than what they've done all year. So I like the Angels. I like the Twins uh, on, on today's card, Gil. Any re, any, was any part of that Angels handicap the fact that it's an NL team in an AL park and that the, the NL team, in this case the Giants, lose a bat? Because I've always said um, that the that the real difference is that when you go into the AL parks, like the National Leagues are it's such a offensive disadvantage. Was that part of this at all? Not particularly. One thing that I will mention, though, the Angels, we talked about the home road split differential. The Angels, number one in baseball in the home road split differential. They're 122 at home, 89 on the road, and weighted runs created plus so a 33-point differential. And they're... They're number one, and the, the team that I'm betting against is number two, home away. So I have them away today. So I think that this, the split difference you know, helps the Angels today, helps helps uh, bet against the Reds today. Okay, Twins and Angels, not mentioned, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Mark not uh, pulling the trigger on the D-backs. He might have wanted to, but he's not. Uh, thank you, Mark, as always. We appreciate it. Thanks, Gil. My pleasure. Mark Borchett, everybody, at Base Winner, Base Winner Podcast, wherever podcasts are found. Coming back, Dan Bespris, best audio in the biz, talk NBA with him, and uh, Paul Carr on Euro 2020 later on as well. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.